Welcome back to another engaging episode of our award-winning podcast. I'm Tom, and as always, I'm here with the wonderful Jen. Hello, everyone. We have an exciting topic to discuss today: Dialogue Studio, towards richest and most diverse unified dataset collection for conversational AI. This paper introduces a remarkable project that focuses on building an extensive and diverse dataset collection for training conversational AI models. That's right, Jen. Conversational AI has become increasingly important in various applications like virtual assistants, chatbots, and customer support services. And one of the key factors in developing effective conversational AI systems is training them with large and diverse datasets. Absolutely, Tom. And Dialogue Studio aims to address this need. It curates a comprehensive collection of dialogue datasets from various sources that cover multiple domains and tasks. This ensures that conversational AI models are trained on a wide range of data to enhance their understanding and response generation capabilities. And what makes Dialogue Studio even more impressive is its focus on quality. The curated datasets undergo rigorous curation and annotation processes to provide accurate information and responses. This allows researchers and developers to train more reliable conversational AI models. It's also worth mentioning that Dialog Studio emphasizes accessibility and ethics. Researchers can easily access the datasets through JSON files available on GitHub or platforms like. Hugging face. Additionally, Dialog Studio was collected by the authors themselves without relying on external annotators, ensuring ethical practices in dataset creation. That's fantastic, Jen. Now let's dig into some specific examples of datasets included in Dialog Studio. One fascinating dataset is Wizard of Wikipedia. Wow. Which focuses on open domain conversations where one participant acts as a wizard, knowledge provider, using information from Wikipedia to answer questions posed by another participant, acting as an apprentice, seeking knowledge. Another interesting dataset is Convi2, which focuses on chatbot-to-chatbot dialogue. Here. Two bots engage in conversation while trying to perform various tasks or generate interesting narratives. And we can't forget about Persona Chat. This dataset includes conversations that involve two participants who are given a brief persona description. Their goal is to sustain engaging and coherent dialogues while staying true to their assigned personas. These examples highlight the diverse nature of datasets within Dialogue Studio. By incorporating such varied datasets, researchers gain access to a wide range of conversational data for training their AI models in different contexts. Absolutely, Jen. And to further support researchers and developers, Dialogue Studio provides detailed documentation for each dataset guiding users on how to effectively utilize them in their projects. In conclusion, 
Dialogue Studio's contribution to the field of conversational AI is undeniable. By creating the richest and most diverse unified dataset collection available, it empowers researchers and developers to train more reliable and contextually aware conversational AI models. And that wraps up today's episode. We hope you enjoyed this discussion on Dialogue Studio and its impact on conversational AI. As always, stay tuned for more intriguing topics on our podcast. Thanks for listening. Thank you all. Remember to follow us on social media and leave us a review if you found this episode informative. See you next time. Podcast outro music. Cheerful music plays. Hey, Jen, have you heard about Solovisk Delightful Dusters? Oh, I sure have. They're the company that brings a whole new meaning to cleaning with style. That's right. Jen. Solovisk Delightful Dusters harnesses the incredible power of the sun to create brooms that not only clean your floors but also add a touch of whimsy to your life. And they do it all without using any electricity. It's like magic. Absolutely. These self-cleaning brooms are truly amazing. They make dusting so much fun. You won't even realize you're doing housework anymore. Plus, these dusters come in a variety of vibrant colors and patterns that will make your cleaning routine feel like a wild dance party. And did we mention their signature feature? Each whisk away comes with an adorable talking handle that provides hilarious commentary as it zaps. Away dust bunnies. Squeaky voice. Whoosh. Dust begone. Jen. Giggling. I can't help but giggle every time my duster speaks. Tom. Laughing. It's like having a mini comedian while cleaning our floors. So if you're looking for effortless and entertaining floor cleaning solutions while helping save on energy bills, Tom, excitedly, then look no further than SolarWhisk Delightful Dusters, where cleanliness meets comedy in one fabulous package. Singing jingle fades out. Announcer. Enthusiastically. Experience the joy of solar-powered cleaning with SolarWhisk Delightful Dusters today. Visit their website at www.solarwhisk.com and let our whimsical brooms whisk away your troubles one dusty corner at a time. Don't forget to use promo code LAUGHWITHTHEBROOM for an exclusive podcast listener discount. Hey there. Welcome back to another episode of our award-winning podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm here with my fabulous co-host, Jen. Hello everyone. We're excited to dive into a complex topic today and break it down in an intuitive way. So let's get right to it. That's right, Jen. Today we're going to talk about PAPR. Proximity Attention Point Rendering. Now, that may sound like a mouthful. But bear with us because we're going to break it down and explain it in an intuitive way. Absolutely. Tom. So let's start by explaining the problem that PAPR is trying to solve. When rendering images from multiple viewpoints, 
there is a challenge in accurately capturing the details of objects or scenes. Traditional rendering methods may struggle with this because they don't take into account the proximity of objects or points to each other. That's where PAPR comes in. It addresses this issue by introducing a concept called proximity attention. This means that the contribution of each point or object to a given pixel depends on its relative distance to that pixel, rather than just its absolute distance. Right. And this is important because it allows points or objects that are far away from a pixel to still have a significant influence on its position and ultimately improve the rendering quality. Exactly. PAPR achieves this by employing an attention mechanism that considers the relative distances between points and pixels. It uses ray-dependent point embeddings to encode the relationship between points and viewing directions. The attention mechanism works by filtering the top nearest points based on their perpendicular displacement vectors from the ray. These filtered points then undergo an embedding process using neural networks before they are used as keys, values, and queries for the attention mechanism. And by aggregating these features for all rays corresponding to each pixel, PAPR constructs a feature map that can be used for rendering the final output image. That's right, Tom. This rendering process allows PAPR to capture fine details and accurately represent the scene geometry. It also enables efficient and parsimonious representation, meaning it uses just enough points to faithfully represent each part of the scene geometry. And this is where PAPR shines compared to other methods. It outperforms other point-based methods in terms of image quality metrics such as PSNR, SSIM, and LPIPS. It even performs well without relying on specific initialization. Absolutely. Tom, PAPR has been tested on both synthetic and real-world datasets and consistently produces high-quality rendered images with sharp details. It truly showcases the power of learning point-based scene representations directly from multi-view images. And that's not all. PAPR also allows for practical applications such as geometry editing. With this method, you can manipulate the positions of the points representing objects or scenes, which opens up a whole new world of possibilities for creative control. It's really fascinating how far we've come in terms of rendering technology. PAPR is a testament to the ongoing advancements in this field and how they can have a significant impact on various industries like gaming, animation, virtual reality, and more. Absolutely. Jen, the possibilities are truly endless. And that wraps up our discussion on PAPR. Proximity Attention Point Rendering. We hope you found it informative and entertaining. As always, if you want to delve deeper into this topic or any other topic we've covered in our podcast episodes, check out our show notes for additional resources and references. Thanks for tuning into another episode of our podcast. Until next time, stay curious and keep learning. Back.
background music playing. Are you tired of waking up feeling like your dreams were hijacked by a mischievous squirrel? Yeah, and it's not even a cute squirrel, Tom. It's the kind that always steals your snacks. Well, fear no more. Thanks to our sponsor, Dreamcatcher Delights. Dreamcatcher Delights? What in the world is that? Oh Jen, let me enlighten you. Dreamcatcher Delights is the ultimate solution for all your dream-related problems. No way. Do they have a dream-concealing pillow? Even better. They have an entire collection of dream-catching products. From magical blankets to enchanted nightlights. Wowza. But does it come with an army of tiny fairies to shoo away those sneaky squirrels? Tom. Excitedly. Actually. Yes it does. Jingle plays. Musical note Dreamcatcher delights, where dreams are finally sweet musical note announcer. Enthusiastically. Introducing our latest product, the Mighty Squirrel Repellent Guardian Fairy B-R-I-G-A-D-E. Fanfare trumpets. Sound effects of marching fairy footsteps. Fairy 1. Sassy tone. Stop right there. Little squirrel bandit. Fairy 2. Boldly. Your snack-stealing escapades end here. Fairy 3. Witty remark. Prepare to be banished to Nutsville. Squirrel chattering in fear. Announcer. Excitedly. That's right folks, with Dreamcatcher Delight's Mighty Squirrel Repellent Guardian Fairy B-R-I-G-A-D-E. By your side every night. Cheers from imaginary audience. You can finally enjoy peaceful sleep without any unwelcome critters trying to raid your dreamscape. Snack Pantry. Audible gasp. This is groundbreaking. Tom, how do our listeners get their hands on these magical squirrel-fighting fairies? All they have to do is visit dreamcatcherdelights.com and use the code SQUIRRELBANISHER for an exclusive offer. That's dreamcatcherdelights.com. With code Squirrel Banisher. Tom. Whispering. Your dream revenge starts now. Fading music. Announcer. Whimsically. Dreamcatcher delights, where dreams are finally sweet and furry intruders meet their match. Sleep tight. Everyone. Tom and Jen. Together. Thanks. Dreamcatcher delights. We owe you a squirrel free night of wonder. Closing theme music. And that wraps up another fascinating episode of our award-winning podcast. We hope you enjoyed delving into the mathematical capabilities of ChatGPT with us. Yes. It was such an interesting topic to explore. It's incredible how AI models like ChatGPT are advancing and becoming more adept at handling complex tasks like mathematics. Absolutely. Jen. And we want to thank the researchers behind the paper Mathematical Capabilities of ChatGPT for their valuable insights and analysis. Indeed, their work helps us better understand the strengths and limitations of AI models in the field of mathematics. It's important for us to have a clear understanding of what these models are capable of so we can maximize their potential while also leveraging human expertise when needed. Definitely. Jen. 
We hope this episode provided you with an intuitive understanding of how ChatGPT performs in mathematical tasks and sparked your curiosity about AI advancements in this domain. As always, if you have any questions or suggestions for future episodes, don't hesitate to reach out to us on our website or social media channels. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. We have plenty more informative and entertaining topics coming your way. That's right. Thanks for tuning in today. Until next time. Closing theme music. Opening music playing. Welcome back to another episode of Tech Talk with Tom and Jen. I'm your host, Tom. And as always, I'm joined by the incredible Jen. How's it going today, Jen? Oh, it's going great, Tom. And do you know why? Because we have an amazing sponsor for today's episode, Pumpkin Tech. That's right. Are you tired of the same old boring Halloween decorations? Well, say no more because Pumpkin Tech is here to transform your pumpkin carving game into a futuristic extravaganza. Picture this, you're in your front yard surrounded by flickering jack-o'-lanterns that defy gravity. Your neighbors will think aliens have invaded. In a good way. But how does pumpkin tech work? It sounds like magic. Oh no my friend, it's even better than magic. With one simple device included in the pumpkin tech kit and some good old elbow grease. You can give your pumpkins superpowers. Superpowers? You betcha. We're talking levitating pumpkins that spin through the air while projecting holographic ghosts. Plus they come with built-in Bluetooth speakers that blast spooky sound effects. That sounds insane. Tell me more about these miracle devices, Jen. These small gadgets attach discreetly to the bottom of each pumpkin making them look like they were. Summoned from a secret high-tech lab inside Area 51. Except much cuter. Tom. Whispering. First. Rumor has it that these devices may or may not be powered by genuine extraterrestrial technology. Gen. Exaggerated whisper. Really? Don't tell anyone or we'll be abducted by aliens before Halloween even arrives. Tom. Playing along. Shush. Our secret is safe with us and all our listeners. Now, back to pumpkin tech. That's right. And if gravity-defying levitating pumpkins weren't enough, pumpkin tech also offers optional add-ons like pumpkin lasers and even smoke machines for the ultimate spooky ambiance, Tom. Ah yes. Nothing sets the mood quite like a pumpkin shooting a laser beam across your front yard. It's like Halloween meets Star Wars. So folks, don't miss out on this one-of-a-kind opportunity. Visit PumpkinTech.com today and use our promo code TECHTALK to get an extra glow in the dark fangs. Set with your purchase. Wow. Levitating pumpkins and glow in the dark fangs? It doesn't get spookier than that. Thanks again to our amazing sponsor. Pumpkin Tech transforming your Halloween into a futuristic pumpkin extravaganza. Jingle. Sung. Pumpkin tech, making Jacko, lanterns alien-proof since 2022.
Closing music playing. Well Jen. I don't know about you but if I don't have levitating pumpkins this Halloween. I'm gonna feel pretty left out. Oh absolutely Tom. My neighbors won't know what hit them when they see my alien possessed decorations. Trick or treat indeed. Both hosts laugh. End of commercial. Welcome back to another episode of our podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm joined by my co-host. Jen. Jen. How are you doing today? Hi Tom. I'm doing great. Excited to dive into another interesting topic for today's episode. What are we discussing? Well, today we're exploring the fascinating world of object detection in computer vision. Specifically, we'll be talking about a recent paper titled Aligned Debt. Aligning Pre-Training and Fine-Tuning in Object Detection. It's an important paper that tackles the challenges of aligning the pre-training and fine-tuning stages in object detection algorithms. That sounds really interesting. Tom, object detection is such a crucial task in computer vision, as it allows machines to identify and locate multiple objects within an image. Can you give us a brief overview of the paper? Absolutely. The paper starts by highlighting the discrepancies between the data, model and task between the pre-training and fine-tuning stages in existing object detection. Practices. These discrepancies often limit a detector's performance, generalization ability and convergence speed. That's definitely a challenge worth solving. So how does Align Dead address these discrepancies? Well, AlignDet proposes a unified pre-training framework that can be adapted to various existing detectors to bridge these discrepancies. It decouples the pre-training process into two stages, image domain pre-training and box domain pre-training. Interesting. Could you explain what happens in each stage? Sure. In the image domain pre-training stage. The backbone of the detector is optimized to capture holistic visual abstraction. This is achieved through both supervised learning with classification tasks on labeled datasets. Like ImageNet and unsupervised learning techniques such as contrastive learning. And what about the box domain pre-training stage? In the box domain pre-training stage, unsupervised proposals are generated using selective search. These proposals serve as pseudo-labels for training. And the detector is fine-tuned with contrastive learning and coordinate-related regression losses. This helps the model learn instance-level semantics and task-aware concepts. It sounds like Align Debt takes a comprehensive approach to bridging the gap between pre-training and fine-tuning. Did the paper provide any experimental results? Yes, indeed. The authors conducted extensive experiments that demonstrated significant improvements in various detection algorithms, model backbones, data settings, and training schedules on datasets like COCO. For example, AlignDet improved FCOS by 5.3 map, RetinaNet by 2.1 map, Faster RCNN by 3.3 map, and DETR by 2.3 map under fewer epochs. Those are impressive results. 
It seems like Align Debt has real potential to enhance object detection algorithms across the board. Absolutely. This paper provides valuable insights into the challenges of aligning pre-training and fine-tuning stages in object detection and proposes an effective solution with Aligned Debt. I can't wait to learn more about the technical details of Aligned Debt and how it compares to other methods. It's always exciting to see advancements in computer vision research. Definitely. In our next episode, we'll dive deeper into the methodology of Aligned Debt and discuss its implications for the field of object detection. Stay tuned for another informative episode. That's right. As always, thank you for joining us today on our podcast. We hope you found this introduction to Align Debt. Aligning pre-training and fine-tuning in object detection intriguing. Be sure to catch our next episode where we delve into the technical details. Until next time, this is Tom. And Jen both. Signing off. Background music playing. Hey there, fellow podcast lovers. Wanna hear something fantastic? Oh yeah, Tom. I've got some toothrific news for our amazing listeners. Picture this. You wake up in the morning with breath that could knock out an ogre. What do you do? Well, fear not. Because today's episode is brought to you by Ogre Toothpaste Inc. The fantastic solution for all your bad breath problems. That's right. Folks, Ogre Toothpaste Inc. has created a toothpaste so powerful it can tame even the fiercest of dragon breath. But wait, what exactly is so special about this toothpaste? Tom, whispering, pissed, cue dramatic music it's made from real ogre teeth. Jen, giggling, no way. Are they gonna start marketing Dragon Floss next? Tom. Laughing. You never know. Jen. But let me tell you all about this enchanting toothpaste. One swipe of your toothbrush into that minty green gel and voila, your human-sized halitosis will be banished back to fairy tale land. Absolutely hilarious. Tom. And here's another fun fact. Our friends at Ogre Toothpaste Inc have conducted rigorous testing to ensure its effectiveness. Tom. Pretending to be serious. Oh yes. They tested it on trolls with hot coffee breath and goblins after garlic pizza feasts. Jen. Laughing uncontrollably. Imagine being part of that research team. Both hosts burst into laughter. So listeners, if you are tired of breathing fire like a cranky old dragon every morning, or if your loved ones keep offering you mints like fairies granting wishes, both hosts. It's time to give Ogre Toothpaste Inc. a try. And as a special offer for all our listeners, if you buy one tube of their fantastic solution, they'll throw in a free goblin tooth keychain. Perfect for opening your potion closet. So don't delay. Folks. Get rid of that ogre breath and embrace the fresh wonderland inside your mouth with ogre toothpaste. Ink. Background music fades out. We promise. Using this toothpaste won't turn you into an ogre. But hey, it might make you raw like one. Jen. Giggling. Until next time. Folks.
Keep those smiles dazzling and your breath enchantingly fresh. Podcast outro jingle please. Welcome back to another thrilling episode of our podcast. Today, we're diving into the world of language-guided 3D-aware image editing with an innovative technology called Object 3DIT. That's right, Tom. Object 3DIT is a powerful tool that allows us to edit images in a way that takes into account the three-dimensional nature of the objects within them. But before we jump into the details, let's break down what this technology is all about. Absolutely, Jen. So, Object 3DIT works by leveraging a massive data set of over 800,000 assets. However, not all of these assets are fit for editing due to rendering errors or lack of textures. To filter out those assets, they used a combination of Sketchfab metadata-based filtering and crowdsourcing techniques. Right. This filtering process resulted in a set of 59,000 objects that were high quality, easily recognizable, and free from any copyrighted material. These objects were annotated with one of 1,613 unique semantic categories using crowdsourcing. That's correct. Workers were shown rotating 3D renderings of specific objects and asked to apply a category label. From a list of roughly 1,400 categories sourced from LVIS. If they couldn't find an appropriate category, they had the option to generate a new one. They were also asked to write a sentence describing the object and its distinguishing features. Once the objects and their annotations were in place, they randomly split them into two groups, one for training and one for validation, testing. This split helped measure how well the model could generalize to novel objects it hadn't seen. During training, right you are. And when it comes to creating scenes for editing purposes, Wait a second. I think we've already covered all this information in our previous episode. You're right, Tom. We've inadvertently repeated the same content. Our apologies to our listeners. We'll skip ahead to provide a summary of the episode for those who may have missed it. Absolutely, Jen. In summary, Object 3DIT is an exciting technology that combines language guidance with 3D-aware image editing. It allows users to edit images while taking into account the 3D geometry and lighting conditions of the scene. It's a powerful tool that has shown impressive results in preserving structure, scale, and lighting consistency while performing edits. Whether it's moving objects, changing orientations, adding new objects, or removing existing ones. Object 3DIT raises the bar for image editing. Exactly. This technology opens up new possibilities for creative expression and practical applications in various fields like advertising, design, and entertainment. We can't wait to see how Object 3DIT evolves in the future. That's right. Tom. And that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you all for listening and joining us on this tech-fueled journey into language-guided 3D-aware image editing with Object 3DIT. 
Stay curious and keep exploring the world of technology with us. Until next time. Outro music. Background music starts. Upbeat, tropical tune. Hey there. Listeners. Are you tired of the same old boring seafood? Well, have we got a treat for you. That's right. Tom, we're proud to announce our new sponsor, Krakentical Delicacies. They serve the tastiest calamari straight from the depths of the sea. Picture this, a giant octopus named Kraken happily whipping up freshly caught calamari in its underwater kitchen. It's like SpongeBob SquarePants meets Iron Chef. But wait, it gets better. Krakentical Delicacies doesn't just deliver delicious grub. They take customer service to another level. Oh yeah. Each delivery comes with its very own mini submarine manned by highly trained squid couriers. These cephalopod heroes bring your tasty tentacles directly to your doorstep. Imagine opening your door and seeing an adorable little squid wearing a tiny top hat and bow tie. Presenting you with a plate full of crispy calamari. And guess what? If these aquatic couriers are feeling extra playful, they might even challenge you to an impromptu game of underwater charades or bubble contest before rushing back into the sea. Jen. Excited. Who would have thought that getting fresh seafood could also be an unforgettable experience? Tom. Whispering. First. Jen. What do they say about Krakentical delicacies again? Jen. Whispering back. You'll never get tacoed into eating any other calamari ever again. Both hosts laugh heartily while dimming background music Tom. In serious tone. So folks. If you want humor and flavor dancing on your taste buds. Jen. Interrupting jokingly. And squids in suits at your doorstep. Tom and Jen together. Excitedly. Then head straight to Krakentical Delicacies. Background music fades out. It's calamari so good. You'll start speaking in squid puns. So why settle for ordinary seafood when you can dive into the extraordinary? Tom and Jen. Enthusiastically. Krakentical delicacies, where every bite is a deep sea delight. Podcast theme music starts playing. (laughs) 